Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 180. In this week's show, I am really excited to have my friend, fellow coach and podcaster, entrepreneur, author, and someone who shares my birthday, Liz Applegate is back on the show this week, and we are talking all about how to get shit done in your business and how to really get in that get-or-done mindset as an entrepreneur. This is a really exciting conversation. We are both very like-minded process individuals, having both had a background in project management and product management in marketing. We are both Aries, of course, since we share a birthday. And seeing as we have both been in business as coaches for about the same amount of time, we often are in very similar paths in our business. And so it's so fun to get to talk to somebody else who's going through some of the same things and share them with you if you are also on an entrepreneurial journey. Liz and I are talking all about how to get things done and get in the zone, kind of knock down your goals and your to-do list and remain productive as an entrepreneur this week. We know that it can be a real challenge to do that. And so what we're tapping into here is learning to trust yourself and your own process. And so this episode is really dedicated to the action side of inspiration, intention, and action that we are looking at in this whole season of Jumpstart Your Joy. The thing that I love is that we really dive into the fact that when you're setting up a process of how to get things done for yourself, you really need to listen to what works for you. So often, everybody wants to force fit a process that they heard about from some blogger or other, air quotes guru. And in doing that, you really end up negating what you know about yourself and what you know to be true about how you best respond to things and what kinds of processes work best for you. And so we talk a little bit about how to show up in your best light, how to create a process that works for you, and how to set up structure and habits that then put you in a place where the muse and the creative process has a time and a space to show up for you instead of just waiting for creativity to hit, which can be such a challenge if you're on if you're an entrepreneur and have any sort of creative aspect to your work as well. And I feel like this is really the perfect follow-up to last week's episode, which was all about setting boundaries for yourself around the niche that you work in and your time as an entrepreneur. So once you've kind of defined what you do, and defined your own kind of working time, this is kind of that next step of how do you get stuff done as an entrepreneur and trust yourself in the process. If you're new here, I want to give you a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for tuning in, and I am so glad that you are here. Jumpstart Your Joy is a show that comes out every Tuesday. I am in my fourth season, and it is really a treat to get to do this show each and every week. If you are curious about the show, You can find out more at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. This show is truly a treat to get to do each week. And it's also kind of the primary part of my business. I love working with women who have an existing business and who know their niche really well and are looking for a new way, aka podcasting, to reach their target audience and share their message. So if you are interested in starting a show, I have a free cheat sheet up on the website for you on jumpstartyourjoy.com. Just look for start a podcast and you will get 
a list of all the hardware and software that I use each week to create the show. And while you're there, you can also find the show notes for this episode, or if you want to go back and reference them there, jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Liz. And you'll find links there about the other times that Liz has been on the show and some of the other resources that we list. And since it is my birthday week, I have one request for you. If you would like to give me a present, (laughs) would you do me the favor of sharing this episode or another episode of Jumpstart Your Joy that you love with someone who might really benefit from some of the message here, either about joy or about how to start a business that they love. And you could just send them the link, jumpstartyourjoy.com, or you could point them to the show on iTunes or Google Podcasts. And thank you very much. So without further ado, let's just jump right into this lovely conversation with my friend, Liz Applegate. Welcome. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Paula. I'm so excited. It's always a treat to get to talk to you. And the thing that we had been talking about even long before we, before we started talking today was we're both in this kind of season of our life where we want to get shit done. And yes. uh, having us both be coaches, entrepreneurs, and people that are like-minded, project manager-minded, uh-huh. this seemed like a really ripe conversation. <laughs> let's let's yeah. hope not overripe, but like right. it's a great... <laughs> Perfectly right. Right. And so I think the thing that we're probably embarking on is a conversation around how do you, as an entrepreneur, how do listeners get stuff done, mindfully notice that space that they may be in of doing all the things, having so many other responsibilities like a family or a home to take care of or possibly relatives. It's all going on all the time. So how do we carve out that mindset of get shit done, be efficient, but also honor that we have other stuff going on. I'm not one that likes to put people in groups. So I don't want to say that this is a woman issue, but I do feel that as women, there is a lot of what's being coined now as like emotional labor. There's a lot of things that we have the expectation of taking care of um, that we ourselves um, have put on ourselves to take care of. So we always have that going on mm-hmm. and you know, that there's just like that, that is just like a constant in our lives. And then you add in maybe working a nine to five and maybe you're adding in, um, Oh yeah, let's, let's try to build a business or any yeah. kind of combination of those. There's always a lot of juggling and a lot of things to manage. And how do you try to build a business? and take care of everything else that we have to take care of. So um, it's just a juicy, juicy topic. It really is. And I think, I know I felt the burn having still when I was in a nine to five, and it feels like the burn just changes a little bit when then you're working for yourself. Um, Right. It's just a different person. (laughs) Who's now responsible for scheduling your time and holding the purse strings and all of that. Uh-huh. In some ways, it's a blessing, and it also feels a little more stressful some days. But I don't know. Sure. I think, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I think business building is probably um, kind of up there as far as just 
like all your stuff just comes to the surface, right? Like all your insecurities, all, all the negative self-talk, everything, 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 I feel like just gets kind of magnified. And then when, if you're a solopreneur, you kind of feel alone sometimes. So you're, you're Mm -hmm. just kind of processing all of that with everything else going on. So Mm -hmm. I, I know that that is just a lot to take in and it's something that hardly anybody ever talks about. They don't warn you. It's kind of like having kids. Nobody warns you about about some of that stuff. And it's the same kind of feeling. It's like, wait, where was this? So (laughs) true. He told me. Yeah. And the crazy thing that I'm thinking that just hit me, I know we are kind of both borderline introvert extroverts, Believe it or not, people, the podcast hosts are not total experts, (laughs) but it's an interesting thing to have because if you are a person working all the time and you're used to that external input, but now you're a solopreneur, then sometimes it's even more stressful for an extrovert to be by themselves. Like another another thing they never tell you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I do, I I call myself a sparkly introvert because I definitely like my time to be around people and I actually crave and need that. But Mm -hmm. then when when it's, when that time's over, it's like, okay, now I just need to be by myself and please nobody talk to me and um, let's uh, draw the blinds and (laughs) let's have complete silence for a little bit. Um, So just managing all of that is, is uh, managing yourself through all of that is interesting. I feel like you learn a lot about yourself as a business owner. Yeah, it's been very true. Uh And I think the other really interesting thing that we've both been talking about is in the midst of all of that and juggling all that, like how do we truly dig in and get shit done? Like how is it that we, and maybe you and I can both kind of weigh in on this, but how is it that we find either the motivation, the time and space, like how do we get the shit done? Mm-hmm. What works for you? What what have you seen? Right. And what lights a right. fire for you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, so I am been so, I don't want to say obsessed, but I've been so interested in this. And I do think like you mentioned before, it's kind of that project based project manager kind of mindset mm-hmm. um, of, of helping other people do that. So I've kind of had a switch in my niche lately where I am actually helping um, business owners kind of discover like, what is it? How do they work best? And so I always say that you really have to kind of discover your own process of the things that you do and the things that you don't do and ride the waves of your own process to, to get this shit done. And so for me, um, I know that there are things within my business that I have a definite process over, whether that's writing a blog post or sending out an email newsletter. And so I've just kind of learned, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is normal. I know that I'm going to have this period where I, you know, have self-doubt and second guess. And so just kind of writing that not and not giving up in those moments where it, it feels tough. Because I know that once I get to the other side of that, then comes all the creative energy and it's just riding those waves of when you work best. My head's thinking about, it seems like it's part of the balance is get the shitty first draft out there. I love how much we're swearing in this episode, mm-hmm. but get the first draft done and out there. And then you really mm-hmm. do have that creative, like you've gotten past the block and then mm-hmm. what, and that first draft doesn't have to be written. It could be, I mean, 
I can't even tell people how many times I'll record part of an episode and be like, that ain't it. I'm deleting that. (laughs) Let's try again. (laughs) But like it has to, you have to start the process before you can sometimes hit the creative flow of Mm -hmm. being in process. Exactly. And I think sometimes that, that period before you start is, can be the most uncomfortable because it's kind of like a spinning period. You have all these ideas, you're all in your head. Maybe it's creative ideas. Maybe then all of a sudden you're, you're talking yourself out of those creative ideas. It's just kind of like this swirly, heady space and you haven't taken that first step yet. And if you're not careful, you can stay in that swirly space for a really long time. So um, definitely writing that shitty first draft or or taking whatever that first step is that is needed. Because um, I think a lot of times we think that we're waiting for like the path to fully show itself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the path that I need to take. But the it just doesn't work that way, right? Like right. you have to take a step and then all of a sudden the next step shows up and then the next step. It's it's not like it unfolds <laughs> as beautifully all in front of you as we would like it to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other piece I know that can block me from even starting action is, <laughs> I guess I'll call it dread of starting. It, I kind of make more yeah. of either how long the thing is going to take to do or mm-hmm. or I just get really wrapped up in my own head about not wanting to do the thing, even if it's something I love. And then once I just, in some cases, open Audacity or pick up the pen or like, it's that very literal first step. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm into it. I'm started the process. And so I think there's a lot of that dread that starts and it's probably in that swirly Mm -hmm. bit you're talking about that. Like that just stops me dead in my tracks and I cannot, Yeah. (laughs) unless I make them an action, there's no moving past. Right. I feel like that's really kind of common. You and I were kind of chatting before we started recording, but what is procrastination? And then what is, what is just us sitting with knowing what we need to do and kind of collecting our thoughts around it. I feel like sometimes procrastination gets a bad rap, whether that's procrastination as to why you're not taking that first step, or is this just a time that you have to psych yourself up? Or sometimes maybe we don't give ourselves enough credit either. Maybe we've had a hard day, but we know we have to record that episode or do whatever. We're not taking into account everything else that's happening in our lives. And you, you just can't silo that, right? You can't put your life over here in one box and business over here in another box. The boxes mm-hmm. are, they're all jumbled up. <laughs> it's just really one in the same box. I think just giving yourself that space of and just acknowledgement is really important. I think so too. And I love what you're saying about it all being overlapped. I feel like Jess Lively, if you're following her show, it'd be season four, Jess. But like she would work really hard to get in alignment of feeling ready to do her show. And I feel like sometimes, Mm -hmm. I mean, now she discredits some of that and says like she felt like she was efforting her way into things. But I think there's a certain amount of wisdom in saying right now isn't the time to do the blog post or mm-hmm. do the outbound call or whatever it is. If you feel like you're not really in the right energetic space, you might know very well that it's not the right time to make the move on mm-hmm. the thing, whatever the creative thing is. Yeah, definitely. It, it's just like walking this 
kind of a tightrope though, right? Because you can get kind of caught in that. So this is where mm-hmm. I help my clients really kind of discover their process because a lot of people will give themselves permission, but then they'll kind of stay in that permission, right? So it's kind of, um, oh, well, you know, I'm not really feeling it today. I had a really, you know, rough time. I was up late last night with a sick child and so I'm really not feeling it today. So I'm just going to cut myself some slack. And then the next day, it's kind of like, well, I'm just going to cut myself some slack again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so two weeks can go by and you've cut yourself some slack. And that's, that's totally fine. But you have to make sure that it's not fear that is making you cut yourself some slack. So it's kind of, it's just walking this tightrope balance of things and really getting curious about what is coming up for you during those processes. Yeah. I'm betting most of us know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. intuitively, we, we know, <laughs> yeah. okay, this is self-care. I truly was up with a kid right. and whatever versus mm-hmm. it's kind of fear or my inner critic popping up saying either you're not good enough or wouldn't a brownie be nice or Right. You know, there's another episode of 90210 you wanted to watch. And have the brownie at the same time. <laughs> You've been watching me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, but I think we know. And maybe is it also the habits or the thing that you're doing? I mean, because truly, if we want to use that as an example, self-care is probably not sitting down watching. I mean, it can be. But if you're avoiding something else and sitting, it's numbing exactly. out. Let's call it what it is. Right. It's numbing out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like there are times when kind of kicking yourself back into action, though, makes sense, right? Because uh-huh. I think it, it's one right. of those things where each of us could decide to sit and numb out with something. But then there's also something about, and I know some personality types don't like this one bit, but setting the habit of this is uh-huh. this is what I do. This is who I show up as, even when I don't feel right. like it, even when I'm like tempted terribly to sit down with that brownie and watch TV. Right. Exactly. A lot of people will buck against that system. There are people who love to have their checklist. They love to have their planners and they're just all planned out. Everything's planned out and orderly. And I am just going to share with you that I am not one of those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I kind of buck against that system and I I will have great intentions to start that way. But then I just have, I start feeling kind of confined with all that. And I've really had to learn that um, creating the habit around those types of structures has really given me the freedom to be creative within that structure. Cause I used to give my, I used to give the excuse like, Oh, I can't be that way because if I'm sticking to a schedule, then my creativity just isn't there. I just have to, I have to be ready to write at four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize at the time was if I know that I'm going to be writing at four o'clock in the afternoon 
And that I have set myself up. I have kind of rituals that get me ready for these creative processes. Then all of a sudden, the creative muse shows up. Um, and it's not like when I'm driving down 75 miles an hour down the highway and the creative muse shows up like out of nowhere because I haven't planned for her to show up. Still does show up sometimes, which is very inconvenient when I'm going down the highway or in the shower or any of these weird kind of places that it happens. But when I know that I'm going to be, when I have this creative time set aside, it really is amazing how the habit of setting that time aside really open, can open up the creativity time. Yes. Because I feel like setting a structure and kind of telling ourselves, uh, for example, I'll put out a podcast episode every week. Well, there's the structure. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and sometimes I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there have been times. Here comes yeah. the truth, folks. That like I don't really know <laughs> on even a Thursday before the next Tuesday exactly what the show is going to be. But exactly like what you just said, okay, I know it's there. I know it's going to happen. I have full faith. No longer am I terrified that I won't know what to do and I can't do it. Right. And I, th- I think this last week was a really great example. Like I knew I wanted to talk about how to set boundaries in your business. That's episode one seventy nine. If people want to go back and. Out of nowhere, kind of like you just said, the muse hit of, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. Brene Brown said that great thing about clear is kind and unclear is unkind. And there there hit the structure for the whole Mm -hmm. episode. And it actually, people are getting the the behind the scenes, but like it also blew open the doors on a bunch of other kinds of boundaries that you could set for your business and that I'm excited to explore. They may or may not become podcast episodes, but it's that Mm -hmm. whole... I set the space and the structure and the muse knows how to show up. Is that, right. is that true? Does the, is, have I just stated mm-hmm. something weird? No, I think it's totally, <laughs> is that how I that works? totally true. Yeah. yeah, I think it's totally true. And again, I'll, you know, I feel like this is what I started talking about at the beginning was knowing your process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have learned to trust yourself enough to know that, okay, I'm going to have an episode out on Tuesday. So I trust myself enough to know that I don't need to know on Thursday and that I trust myself to know that things, things will hit me. I'm sure when this maybe first started, maybe this first happened, there was, in fact, you and I, you and I were talking then. We were friends back then. So Mm -hmm. I can remember just kind of a little bit of like, uh, I'm not really sure what that show is going to be like. And there's a little bit of a more of an anxious feeling but now you just know it's like everything's going to be fine this is my process and I and I feel like when you can relax into that process then that's when that's when the muse shows up that's when the wonderful Brene Brown quotes come come to you just on time yeah yeah yeah. that's my take on that and I don't think that was weird at all I love it yeah well, I mean, it kind of struck me. I mean, it is, it's very Wayne Dyer to have faith that the universe will bring you just what you need right when you need it. Because when you are leaning in, in that way, we'll leave out law of attraction stuff. But when you've set the intention, I think there is a greater creative force that shows up and supports us. Yeah. And it really is a habit showing up for yourself as well. If you set goals and you back out of those goals and you don't hold yourself at the, at the same level as you would um, another relationship. And so instead of just saying yourself, you can put your business. So your, your business is an extension of yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're not 
if you're used to breaking the breaking promises to yourself, uh, what kind of relationship do you have with your business? And if you're if you are treating your business as you as you do yourself in that respect, then you'll get used to not publishing the podcast episode or or not showing up and doing the things that you said you're going to do because it, that too has become a habit. I think some of this is very similar to what one of our friends Christine said to me early on when I told her like, yeah, I'm just going to do this, this podcasting thing for a year. And she said something to me about, isn't that interesting that you could set the intention of a year and see what comes out of it? Like what becomes possible when you make this thing Mm -hmm. a practice for an entire year? And I didn't, I mean, it felt very poachy and like inspired for someone to point that back at me. And, And of course she's amazing. And, um, Everyone should go listen to to her podcast too, Definitely. which we can link up to. But like, I think the thing that that gave me is one: yes, it creates a habit. But I think there's also something about deeply knowing who you are and what motivates you. Because if somebody had told me you have to sit down and create that thing every week, like right. me being a rebel of the four tendencies, I'm probably a mm-hmm. rebel. I would have said no effing way. I can't do that. But when somebody invites me in to see like what's possible, well, then that seems exciting. And I'm going to take that bull by the horn. So I wonder too, is there something about the way, maybe we could talk about that. Like if yourself well enough, how can Uh you entice yourself into this habit? How can you make this action possible? Right. And it's funny because what you were talking about was the same process of creating a show every single week but it was how you phrased it to yourself that made Mm. it possible. Right. Mm So again, it is just really getting curious and knowing who you are and, and knowing how it's not really about tricking yourself. It's just putting it in the framework of this is what works for me. So why wouldn't I do that? You know, why would you make it more difficult than it needs to be? Put it in the framework that you need it to be and, and come from that place that you know that, that that sense of possibility and curiosity, that's what fuels you. So let's be there, right? That's a, that sounds amazing. Instead yeah. of, oh, you have to do this. This is what you have to do. And you know that's going to bring up that's going to bring up tension for you. And you're not going to be showing up in your, as your best self, as yeah. your higher self. Yeah. And I think tapping and into I love whatever. that book too, by the way, the four tendencies. I feel like that is just <laughs> Gretchen Rewood. Yeah. It. Yes. It's so simple and it's so understandable. And I love personality tests and all that, but this is just like it's just four. You just have four. <laughs> How do you right. you know like you're you're one of these four most often and um I, I just love it. So highly recommend it for sure. Yeah. And it's super helpful for anybody listening. Like it helps explain like what motivates you or why you would get things Mm -hmm. done basically. And it is, it's just super useful to understand that if somebody tells me to do something, I'm probably going to say no, (laughs) but I know myself well enough that like if somebody invites me, well, the same darn thing, I'll go do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the upholder And and the, what I don't even obliger. remember. The, obliger. I'm an obliger. Yeah. Are you? So for me, yes, I am an obliger. So for me, that's where I know I do better with accountability. 
so recently I've started doing some working out with weights, doing some weight training. And so I know for a fact that I have to have a personal trainer to help me do that because I will show up. Now I'm showing up for myself, but I also know that my personal trainer is waiting for me. He's booked that time. He knows that I'm coming. And so I know that I'm just going to show up better. That's just how I do better. I do better in uh, learning situations where there's community because the community knows that I will be there. And for the longest time, I used to like be down on myself because I knew that that's how I was. Sometimes there's some negativity that we hold within ourselves on who we think we are. And so that was an easy place for me to hold that negativity. But when I turned it around and thought, well, wait, this is, I know how I show up best. So why am I not maximizing that? Why am I looking at I had a choice? I could look at the, um, what I perceive to be the negative side of how I best show up, or Mm -hmm. I could look at the positive side of how I best show up and you maximize that. And so as an obliger, I just know that about myself. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's precisely the same thing that I was doing. Once it feels like this is freeing and fun Mm -hmm. for me, then it's not full of drudgery. It's just like, this is curious and fun. And so I can play with this. I love what you're saying about that is like, how do how do each of us play into a strength? And maybe you don't have to mm-hmm. even know what your one of your which of the four tendencies you are to like tap into that. But I think it sure helps in knowing I'm more likely to, to hold myself accountable for this thing if right. I approach it in this way. Right. It goes back to just being open and curious as to how you work best. And so mm-hmm. you can just start by looking at okay, this at this last time I worked on this project, I know I was super psyched and I was super creative and super engaged. And just asking yourself, what was it about that time? What was I doing? What did I have in place? What kind of support did I have in place? What was I telling myself? Just being curious and just kind of along the way, noticing that too. Yeah. There might be, even within that framework, there might be times when even just simple shifts of times during the day when things can work better for you. Maybe you're not a morning person. And so trying to sit down and be creative first thing in the morning is is an ideal. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just as easy as shifting around some time blocks and discovering what works best for you and being open to the fact that maybe that only works on Mondays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then other days, other things happen because there's so many things in our lives that we don't have control over and just being open to other possibilities, I feel is really important. Some of the clients that I've worked with, they come to me and one of the top questions coaches often get is, how do I keep myself to the schedule? Or how do I like pack my days full and get everything done? And I think the reason I'm laughing is fundamentally exactly what you're saying is far more true, which is you have to Mm -hmm. know yourself well enough and I think the other piece that comes into play is you also have to know what your energy levels are throughout a day, yeah. and throughout a week and play into those strengths. Because if you're trying mm-hmm. to force yourself on a Monday morning to have a list of 10 things to do, I'm betting if that's not working for you, you need to find another time during the week and maybe split up those 10 things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
And you have to be realistic about your day, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you can't get 10 things done in one day. (laughs) Yeah, I've taken assigning myself three big things for a month. And then I also kind of try and hit three things I want to accomplish in a day, just so I have some Mm -hmm. structure to it. But it's also pretty pretty fluid. If I don't hit all three, I'm still good. It's not rigid accountability over here on any of this. Well, but when you think about it, if we go back to the to the responsibility piece, I mean, if unfortunately your son gets sick, who does the school call? You. Who's going to go pick him up? You. Who's going to take care of him? You. So now all of a sudden your day that you had all planned out to fit into these perfect little time slots, now that's all gone. There's just the the reality. And that's nothing to say against anybody's partner or anybody's living situation. It's just sometimes we have those realities that we have to take into account and they could be very unexpected realities. Yes, I totally agree. And honoring that, I think one of the things that's come up for me is when those things hit, I know in the past, it used to be that I would problematize it, meaning, oh, this is a problem because this Mm -hmm. would become a thing where... Uh, everything's so awful. You could read into these things or it's just like, you don't really get mad at yourself when you get a cold, right? Like, how how do you just let these things be and let them be a part of of what happens as a human functioning in today's world that you got caught in extra traffic or your kid gets sick? These are just moving pieces that we have to all deal with and Mm -hmm. not make it somehow build up as proof points that everything's awful and nothing will ever work. (laughs) Right. I think right. that's also you, a tendency. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because you very easily could say, oh, this just proves that I can't have a business and I'm no good at this. Like, my life just isn't set up for this right now. You could right. very well make that into exactly that. And yeah. there's never going to be a time. All I My kids have flown the nest and there's still things that come up. And that's that's just how that is. And I... I can't put home life and personal life in one box and business in another box and then expect them not to overlap. Right. I think a lot of it really does kind of boil down to that. Knowing yourself, knowing what time you have in a day and holding it loosely of like, I'm going to have to let some of this just be. Is there a way that you've found to kind of ease yourself into that space of like, hmm. I can see all of this unfolding in front of me and I'm not getting triggered by mm-hmm. feeling like I have to get on this thing right now or right. how do you balance that out? I think probably one of the best things to do is when you look at your list of to-dos and things that you want to do, it really does come down to prioritizing. And if you're looking at this big, long, hairy list, it it all can seem overwhelming as it is. But Mm -hmm. like you were talking about of breaking down things into monthly goals and then daily goals toward those monthly goals, um, it's a lot easier to think, okay, well, I didn't get to these three things today, um, or maybe I only got one thing done. So it's a lot easier to to think about, okay, well, it's just these other two that I need to kind of work into my week. And um, so other than just like looking at some big list that's just kind of all over the place with no designation, I mean, that's when I feel like that you can 
really start to feel overwhelmed. And so I really recommend that people start, take some time at the beginning of their week, whether that's a Sunday or a Monday, whatever works best for them. Mm -hmm. And just kind of looking at what is it, what is it on this big list that I want to do or need to do and kind of just plot out your week in easy, manageable things, not putting 10 things on your day when you know that you have a doctor's appointment in the afternoon. I feel like scheduling your personal time first is very important. Your personal time, your family time, however you want to phrase that. And then looking at the rest of the time that you have available and scheduling that. It's it's like, uh, so I had a client who wanted to launch a program and she had planned on launching this program in the summer. And I pointed out, I was like, well, aren't your kids like off for the summer for this during this time? And she's like, oh yeah. Like it had never really dawned on her that maybe this isn't the best possible time to think about launching a program because my kids are going to be home, right? So <laughs> I feel like taking that personal time into account is very, very important for your business. Yeah, I think it's super important to be realistic about it. And like you're saying, to schedule in the other pieces that you know are a reality. It's very easy right. to get a focus on the tactics of mm-hmm. mapping it out on a, you know, I want to do this in quarter one, quarter two, but does it really fit with what else you know is going on? I think is, is a right. great question to ask. Right. And I think the other thing too, along those same lines of like how to keep momentum going, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of where we were with that question was, I know one way is just to make sure you're doing something every day, just because you haven't mm-hmm. done, and if you were looking at the list of 10, you're like, oh, I haven't done any. Well, pick one and do it. (laughs) You're still making momentum happen. (laughs) I think escape some people is there's that kind of fatalistic attitude of, well, if I haven't done it, oh, no, it's time to go numb out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Here comes the inner critic again. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of an all or nothing kind of a a way of thinking, right? Like, I'm going to do it all or I'm not going to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And there is a happy medium in there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is. And you really have to be in that happy medium to really make any progress. And it might be that some days you are doing it all, but once you start falling into that nothing kind of a space, um, it's, it's easy to fall back into that pattern and that habit. Like we were talking about before. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's ways you can do that that can make it fun too. Um, So a lot of people, um, like you can gamify it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of it's a phrase that you can do. I mean, so sometimes what I'll do is I'll look at my list and I'll look at my schedule for the day and I'll think, okay, I've got three hours left in this afternoon and I've got this list of 10 things that I would like to get done. So I know I'm not going to get those 10 things done, but, and so what I'll do is I'll take three sticky notes. You know, I love my sticky notes. And so <laughs> I'll take three sticky notes, put them on my desk. And on each sticky note, I will write something that will take an hour. I could have just done one sticky note for a three hour block. But if I'm really trying to check off that list, I'll say, okay, I am going to start a blog post and I'm going to write for an hour. So that'll be on one sticky note. And then I'll do something on another. Okay, I'm going to do my billing. That'll be another. And then on another one, I'll do something else. And so then I'll set a timer. And so I'll set a timer for an hour and then, um, or you can break it up by using Pomodoro's like 20 minute blocks within that hour you Mm -hmm. work and then you take a break. 
Um, and so then when you're done with that hour and then, oh, okay, you did it. So now you get to uh, throw away that sticky note. And so you've kind of made it a game with yourself. And I work really well with that. It's kind of a, it's like a more fun way than just looking at this long to-do list. Yeah. And it, it keeps me more on task. Mm-hmm. I've also found that sometimes if I'm up against one of those, I will change my environment, meaning I will literally yes. leave the house and go to the library yes. and be like, I'm going to be there for two hours and I'm going to see what I can get done. And I almost always surprise myself completely with how much can get done in those two I hours. Know. It's I really know. amazing. It is amazing. And I really think that's important too, especially working by ourselves, like we were talking mm-hmm. about. And then just getting in the in the buzz of other people's energy and like a new environment. It also could be mixing up how you do it. Like, Mm -hmm. so maybe you're trying to write a blog post and you're sitting in front of a computer and you're just staring at a blinking cursor on a white background. (laughs) Maybe you need to pick up that yellow pad and a pen and go sit outside or Mm -hmm. go to the living room. Sometimes it's not just the physical space as it is the actual way that you're doing it. And then in that, maybe you'll discover, oh, I do much better when I handwrite out my blog post, when I'm just not in front of the computer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just something, just a little tweak like that can help you too. Yeah, because thinking about how habits work, it almost is that you're also changing up the cues and the response then when I'm like, I'm not going to sit here, I'm going to sit over there, or I'm not going to write on the computer, I'm going to write, like it's it's making your brain think a little bit different. So it may be that it kicks it into, it's just a different mode for you, which is right. Yeah. Well, so do you have any, um, I don't know, super user tricks? (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like is a really great way for someone to think different about their process? I think really the best thing to do is to start to be curious about it Mm -hmm. because I feel like we may think that we know our process, but we're not really looking at it with your Nancy Drew hat on, really looking at everything that comes up for you. Jot down inner conversations that are happening. What is happening when you're in this space? I, I call it a spinning space where I'm just like super heady and I don't know what to do next. And I know that that's part of my process and when I'm undertaking a big project. So what is it that I'm telling myself? Um, what is it that I am doing? Am I numbing out? Really kind of paying attention to these little things that come up for you. And then what happens is you can start to map out your own process. And then in that you are able to, um, when this is coming up for you again, um, or say that you have a similar thing coming up for you and a similar project, this is my process. So now I can put these bumpers in place. So if I know that I need accountability on something, then I can go to other friends who are in the same thing, maybe my mastermind, maybe you call it and I can say, Hey, I'm working on this project. I'm redoing the copy on my website. And so I know that you know that I'm working on that. And so that is helpful to me. That is a bumper that I have put into place to help me. So I feel like just knowing, learning your process, knowing how you work best, and then being able to align things that support you along that process, then that's really the best way to create momentum and create good habits 
of building your business. And like I say, taming business overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So important. I, yeah. And it's really funny because people will come to me and they're really wanting like, so what kind of software should I use? What kind of platform should I be on? Should I use this or this for my scheduler? And I can help them with that. And I'm really happy to help them with that. But the funny thing is, is like, we can put all that in place. We can automate it all. We can have it all aligned up. And then they still find that they're in the same place because they haven't looked at the original piece of who they are and how they work best. I think, and it's so key because if you don't understand why and how you're doing things, then you're just going to keep defaulting to the old pattern and habit that makes you feel overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like everything in life though, too. We can join Weight Watchers, but we can still be eating that brownie because we haven't addressed like the main place of where we need to talk through these that are holding us up. So Mm -hmm. it's just like everything in life, which is why coaching is just so amazing because it helps so many pieces in so many places. Yeah. So, so true. Um, No, it's great. Do you want to tell people if they love what they're hearing about where they can find you and how you yeah. you might work with them. Thank you. Well, I have a new website called tamebusinessoverwhelm.com and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at the same name. I've been having conversations with other business owners and I'm putting together some options to work with me right now and so I'm hoping to have those um, put up pretty soon, but you can always get on my email list and I am going to, I'm working on a, I've been invited to work on a project with someone else. And so I'm putting an opt-in together on actually how to find your own creative business process and kind of work you through the things that we were already talking about. So that should be up on my website too. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, Liz. It's always oh, so much fun you. to have you on the show. Ah, thanks for having me. Liz, thank you so much for being on the show and happy birthday, dear friend. I feel so lucky to know you and to be a coach with you. If you want to find out more about Liz and about the things that we talked about, you can find everything in the show notes, which are on the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Liz. And while you're there, you can find 179 other past episodes to binge listen whenever you want, (laughs) or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Podcasts. All of it's right there, and there's a lot of back catalog to go through if you want more. The other interesting thing that Liz and I are both a part of is the Courageous Living Coaching Certification Program, where we are both lead coaches and If you are looking for a life coaching program, if that's something that interests you, I really encourage you to look at teamclcc.com. Kate Courageous is the one who leads that up, and she is just about to open registration for 2020, which will be so much fun. And it really is a wonderful and amazing program that I encourage you to look into. And let me know if you do decide to register. It really is an amazing program. Next week on the show, I'm super excited to have Stacia Savasic on. She is a stylist and we just have a really fun conversation about how to get in touch with who you are on the inside and have your clothing and the things that you wear reflect that person. How it's really hard when maybe you're a different size like me at four foot ten to find things that really fit. 
and what some of the messaging is around why we need to buy clothes uh, that are certain styles but maybe maybe don't reflect who we really are and the styles that would make us feel and look our best. I hope that you will come back for that conversation with Stacia. And until then, happy birthday to me. And I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. <laughs>